it's easier to fail than to succeed. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but just think about it. If you fail at moving abroad, if you never actually move abroad, and that, you know, is your quote unquote, I don't really think of any of this as a failure, but whatever. Let's just say we fail at moving abroad as in we never actually move abroad. Well, isn't that easier then? Because you don't have to change anything. You don't have to move. You don't have to sell and ship and store your stuff. You don't have to find a new job. You know, you don't have to get out of your comfort zone. You don't have to leave your friends and family. So it's easier than to succeed. Because if you do succeed and you do move abroad, that's a lot of growth and a lot of discomfort that we have to go through, right? Then we have to figure out the career and how to transition that overseas. Then we have to figure out the visas. Then we have to, you know, put get our finances in order. Then we have to um, sell and ship and store and downsize our things. Then we have to leave our friends and family behind. That's scary. So it's easier to fail than it is to succeed. Welcome to the Move Abroad Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle, and this podcast is for you if you're ready to finally move abroad. So if you've been talking about moving abroad for years and still haven't made the move, I'm here to walk you through the entire process with concrete step-by-step info, deep dives into the fears keeping most of us stuck at home, and a healthy dose of motivation to make sure you turn your dream of moving abroad into a reality. So what are you waiting for? Let's get the adventure started. So you've been wanting to move abroad for five years, 10 years, 20 years, forever, right? But when you start to take action, those fears pop up. Is this responsible? Am I being impulsive? What if I hate it? What about my career? Like, what, don't I need more money saved? It's not enough money. You know, what if it all blows up in my face and I lose everything, right? Sometimes this happens when you turn things from dreams into reality. And I know we have a lot of podcast episodes on some of these different topics, kind of myth busting or talking through some of the various topics that I just mentioned. Uh, But I wanna talk about it as a whole, right? Why do we run away from our dreams of moving abroad and self-sabotage, right? Why do we withdraw? Why do we self-sabotage? So uh, we actually just welcomed our next round of Freedom Life Accelerator, uh, our our group coaching program, as well as uh, our very first group of people into the Freedom Life Experience. So shout out to you. This one's for you if you've just joined uh, because you are really making that concrete move from turning your dreams into reality, right? You're investing in making this dream happen, you know, investing in yourself. Um, So shout out to you if you are in those programs. But this, this goes for everyone, right? Like a lot of times people can freak out, especially when the high of the boot camp wears off, like if you're just in the last round of the escape plan boot camp. Uh, but at any point in your journey, right, when the high wears off, you can go for a second, you can go, oh my God, what have I done? Right? Especially if you were just in the last round of the boot camp, we were meeting every single day and there was a lot of energy. And now that that has wrapped up, you might go like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> right? Like, am I actually, you know, when you're not constantly surrounded by people, you know, hyping you up, cheering you on, like seeing me every day, you might pause for a second and be like, oh my gosh, did I just get ahead of myself? Like, what am I doing? Right. And it, it might be the boot camp, or it might be that you just accepted a job 
or you just booked your flights, or you had a call with an immigration lawyer, and it looks like this dream of moving abroad is really going to happen. And then what happens? We panic, right? The panic sets in. And I see it happen all the time, like both, you know, in my coaching programs and even uh, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before I've told this story, uh, I had a friend who was looking for a good job in China and I put in a really good word for her and I actually managed to help her find a job that she shouldn't actually have been qualified to do. Uh, but I managed to set her up with this good company. They were going to pay a really good salary and everything was all good. And she did the interview with them and they sent her a job letter. And keep in mind, like when you teach abroad in China, they're going to pay for your flight over. They're going to pay for your housing. Um, they're going to help you with your visa. So she had no reason to say no, right? It was all done. It was all ready to go. And then a few weeks later, this school emails me and says like, what happened to your friend? She just stopped responding to our email. She ghosted us. And I was like, wait, what? Because this person really wanted to move to China. Like they really wanted to move abroad. So I was very confused. And so I reached out to her and I said, hey, what's going on? And she said, oh, well, I decided that I need to get my driver's license first and then I can move abroad. And I'm like, who here is driving in China? What? <laughs> like what? It didn't make any sense. And, and I'm sure to all of you listening to this, you might be listening to that story and going, what? Like that, you, why, you don't need a driver's license for China. Like why do it now? Why not do it later? Why not do it in another country? Like you don't, you don't need it now. Why all of a sudden now, A, and B, like, why are we ghosting this school? It doesn't make any sense. And that's because a lot of times this fear-based behavior, it doesn't make sense. It's not logical. It's not coming from a strategic place where like, I sat down and I did the pros and cons and I realized I need a driver's license. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense, right? And that's because it's not coming from our head right? It's coming from, you know, that self-preservation instinct that I talk about a lot on the podcast, you know, that sort of animal, um, you know, part of our brain that, you know, stems back to, you know, when we were animals, or I guess we're still animals, but you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and also, you know, like even all the way back to like the caveman times where we were worried about, you know, getting eaten by a lion or a bear, like that, that fear that we have moving abroad, it can feel like that, right? It can feel like as dangerous as, you know, falling off the roof of a building or getting hit by the bus or getting eaten by a bear. Like it feels actively dangerous. And so our brain comes up with reasons not to go. Our brain panics and runs away and withdraws and self-sabotages when it starts to feel real. And it, I have seen it happen to the best of us, right? Like people who are really, really gung-ho about moving abroad are super serious. Maybe they've been invested in coaching with me. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's, what am I doing? Right? <laughs> like it could be, you know, right after the boot camp, or, or it could be, you know, you've accepted a job, you just booked your flights, you had a call, you, you figured out that your visa uh, was was approved, like whatever it is, you know, once we turn our dream into something that is real and concrete and that we can actually do, our brain starts to panic and goes like, oh my gosh, am I actually doing this? And if you think back to, you know, last week, two episodes ago where we talked with Monica, you know, she talked on this a little bit as well, uh, that, you know, right, like right before they're about to leave for the Netherlands, we were on a coaching call together and she said, you know, can I actually do this? Like, is this actually happening? Like, and, like, really, can we do this? And I said to her, I said, you are doing it. Like, you've already found your apartment. You've already booked your flight. 
Like the cats are all vaccinated. You are doing this, right? Like you're, you're not abroad yet, but you will be next week. You are doing this. But a lot of times as it gets closer, we might have moments of panic going like, oh my gosh, is that, this actually right? Is this what I should be doing? And that is totally normal, right? Because as I've mentioned before, this is our brains trying to keep us trapped in our comfort zone to keep us safe. And that's when we get you know, plowed with worst case scenario. What if this happens? What if this happens? Absolute worst case scenario, right? So th- at, at that point, we might also start grasping for our comfort zone. You know, as we said in that in that interview with Monica, she she started all of a sudden saying, oh, but I love Portland and I love our, you know, our really low rent, you know, ap- apartment, like the fact that it's super affordable and it's, it's cheaper than the Netherlands. And oh my gosh, I'm going to be spending more money there. And I'm like, Monica, Right. You won't have to pay a thousand dollars a month for health insurance there and you won't have a car there. You're going to save money even if your rent is higher. Stop freaking out. Right. But it we start doing that. We start grasping. Oh, but I love my hometown. But I but I love but actually my job's not that horrible. Right. Not that horrible. Really. Like that's where, you know, uh, that's the kind of thing that I hear all the time. It's not that horrible. I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad that we want to create a life around. It's not that horrible. That sounds amazing to me. But it happens all the time. Right. We do things that we promised ourselves and maybe even promised me that you wouldn't do, such as applying for jobs that will never allow you to move abroad. I talk about that every single time in the Move Abroad Escape Plan Bootcamp. I say that's one of the biggest self-sabotage is applying for jobs, the biggest forms of self-sabotage is applying for jobs that will never allow you to move abroad because you're fixing up your resume and you're fixing up your LinkedIn and then recruiters start reaching out to you and saying, hey, do you want this job that's in the office and will never allow you to move abroad? Or you see your quote unquote dream job pop up on LinkedIn and you go, oh, well, I know that will never allow me to move abroad because I have to go into the office three days a week and there's no precedent in this company for allowing people to move abroad. But you know what? I'm going to apply for it anyway because it's my dream job in quotations. <laughs> right? We start doing things that we promised we wouldn't do because it feels more comfortable than doing the thing that's really going to light us up and that's really going to make us happy. right? Or one roadblock pops up and we just push the whole thing back oh, I realized that I'm not qualified for this visa that I thought, so now I have to change my whole plan all over again and start from the very beginning, so I might as well just put it off by another three years. I see that happen all the time when I'm like, okay, so you know this one country or this one visa didn't work out. Let's look at another country. Let's look at another visa. That's not starting over, right? Like we're fine. Like the career aspect's already done, right? We're just making a slight visa change. That's not starting over. We're just making a pivot. Those are two very different things, but our brain just latches onto that as an excuse. Like, oh, but I, I, I have to start all the way over again. No, you don't, right? <laughs> or things get a little bit hard and you withdraw and you hide and you stop showing up. You don't ask for help. You know, if you've invested in coaching with me, you stop coming to the calls. If you purchase one of my courses, you stop watching the videos. I see that happen all the time. You know, I saw it in the last round of the Escape Plan Bootcamp, not to throw anyone under the bus, but somebody realized, um, you know, midway through a call that like, oh, actually there was this roadblock that I didn't think about that I have. And they posted in the group and they said, well, I guess I can't move abroad anymore. And then they just left. And (laughs) I was talking with Marta saying, I wish that person would have just stayed in the Facebook group for another day to see all of the kind, supportive messages that everybody was giving them because they left. They couldn't see it. You know, but that's what happens is we freak out, we withdraw and we hide and absolutely no shade to that person because it happens all the time. Right. 
And I'm sure I've done it in aspects of my life in the past too, where I'm like, oh, guess I can't have this. And then you run away. But it happens all the time where like one roadblock pops up or we realize something's going to be a little harder than we thought. And then we just go, oh, it's not for me and run away. Okay. And if it really is not for you, that's totally fine. But for the, for most of us, maybe, maybe it is for us and we are just withdrawing and hiding and running away and self-sabotaging because we panic, right? And when you're doing things alone, it is so much easier to quit and run away and withdraw and hide because you don't have anybody to hold you accountable. You don't have, you know, like a, a coach like me to, keep, to hold you accountable. You don't have a community to hold you accountable or friends to hold you accountable or family to hold you accountable. Um, you know, and we need somebody in our life to hold us accountable to the things that we really want to do. You know, if you think back to the episode um, where I interviewed my husband, Chris, I believe it was episode 40. Yep, episode 40. So uh, I interviewed my husband, Chris, about, um, you know, his his original move abroad. And uh, he was saying that he almost didn't go until his mom was like, no, you're going, right? And she forced him to do it. Uh, and sometimes sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need a little kick in the butt when we're about to run away and withdraw and self-sabotage and not go after our dreams. Like she, you know, she wouldn't let him. And sometimes we need something like that. And so when you're alone, when you don't tell other people that you want to move abroad, when you don't have a community or you don't have a coach, or you don't have somebody helping you, it can be so much easier to not do it because nobody is holding you accountable right? Sometimes people in my Freedom Life programs have even tried to, tried to do this to us as well. And we, we will sometimes chase them down and be like, hey, where, you've, where have you been? Right? Like, why haven't you been coming to the calls? You know, I, unfortunately, I can't just show up at your house. Or can I? No, I'm just kidding. That's really creepy. Um, no, I'm not going to show up at your house. I promise. Don't don't call me a stalker. It's fine. Um, but anyway, I can't just show up at people's houses, but we, we will like reach out and say, Hey, what's going on? And we've had people come back and say, Oh, well, I was having a really hard time. Or I realized that this plan that I had wasn't going to work. And so I was just feeling kind of dejected. And I, and I always say, well, that's the time you should show up, right? Like what am I am here with these, you know, weekly or monthly hot seat coaching calls to help you. I'm here, right? We're in the Facebook group almost every day to help you. There's a whole community of people here that care about you. So if things are getting hard, show up. That's pre precisely the time that you should show up and ask for help, right? Like if, if things are hard, that is not the time where you you run away and hide because how are we supposed, A, how are we supposed to know and how are we supposed to help you? You know, if we could, for all I know, you're just a bit busy and you had to miss a couple sessions, but you're gonna watch the replay. Right. But like if you don't tell us, if you don't show up, like we can't help you. And it's the same with everybody in your life. Right. Whether you're working with us or you're you're going in alone, like you have to tell people in your life what's going on. Otherwise, how can people help you? <laughs> and it's not just moving abroad that has these sorts of issues. It's any dream. Right. Whether it's your career goals or starting a business or starting freelancing, there are lots of parallels actually with the um, the building a business world that I have definitely seen like moving abroad and 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 entrepreneurship have a lot of crossover. I am finding, um, you know, and I think because, you know, 
both of them can be a little bit scary because they're outside of your comfort zone and you have to constantly push, you know, that growth edge. You have to constantly, you know, like you're doing things that are really outside your comfort zone. And I've seen, you know, in business coaching programs that I've been a part of, these women who just make incredible businesses where I'm like, this is such a great idea. Like the world needs to see this, but then they won't put themselves out there and they won't pitch their program. And I've been in masterminds where I've, I've been saying, I'm like, well, you just did this whole big workshop. So now aren't you going to pitch your pitch working with you? Like, aren't you going to tell people about your longer term programs? Like, aren't you going to send out some emails? And then they go, oh, well, I mentioned it quickly at the end. And I'm like, that's not, that's self-sabotage, Like, right? You have a whole amazing program. If somebody has invested in working with you in a smaller capacity, chances are they're probably interested in something more. So you not pitching yourself, you not sharing what you can do is actually not only doing you a disservice, it's also doing the, the other people who want to work with you a disservice because who are you? And I'm going to talk about this in a bit, but like, who are you to withhold your yourself and your expertise from them? Right. But but oftentimes for people, it's easier to fail than to succeed. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but just think about it. If you fail at moving abroad, if you never actually move abroad and that, you know, is your quote unquote, I don't really think of any of this as a failure, but whatever. Let's just say we fail at moving abroad as in we never actually move abroad. Well, isn't that easier then? Because you don't have to change anything. You don't have to move. You don't have to sell and ship and store your stuff. You don't have to find a new job. You know, you you don't have to get out of your comfort zone. You don't have to leave your friends and family. So it's easier than to succeed. Because if you do succeed and you do move abroad, that's a lot of growth and a lot of discomfort that we have to go through, right? Then we have to figure out the career and how to transition that overseas. Then we have to figure out the visas. Then we have to, you know, put get our finances in order. Then we have to um, sell and ship and store and downsize our things. Then we have to leave our friends and family behind. That's scary. So it's easier to fail than it is to succeed. It's the same thing in business, right? It feels like it would be easier. So, like if I could just like be a millionaire overnight, that would be amazing, right? But usually that's not how it works. Um, but for, for many people, it's easier to fail than to succeed because then you can say, oh, well, I tried. I had this dream of starting this business and I tried, but it didn't work out. So I just went back to my job, but I, I, I did it. I tried and it just didn't work. It's easier mentally to fail than to succeed. And now our brains love this kind of stuff because when we can blame it on things outside of our control, then it's not my fault. It's insert excuse here, right? It's not my fault I haven't moved abroad. I'm just not rich and you have to be a million. I literally saw on a Facebook ad recently, people, somebody saying to me like, well, not all of us are millionaires. And it's like, you think I'm a millionaire? Not yet, maybe someday, but like, what? Right? Like I moved abroad with a couple hundred dollars in my bank account, but okay. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's not my fault I haven't moved abroad. I'm I'm not a millionaire. It's not my fault I haven't moved abroad because I, I don't have a career that transfers. It's not my fault. I have kids. I have pets. Like, you know, insert whatever it is here. I can't move abroad because, well, I can't find a job that will allow me to. And there is no such thing 
as a fully remote job that will allow you to move abroad. It's not possible. There definitely isn't a list of 700 plus companies <laughs> that hire full, fully remote worldwide that we uh, that we gave out in the bootcamp to people in VIP. That definitely doesn't exist. We definitely don't have a podcast episode on that exact topic with Marta. You know, but it, people will latch on to anything as a reason why we can't go. Oh, well, the world's not safe right now. Uh, I couldn't get the visa that I wanted. Whatever it is, it's not my fault that I didn't succeed or that I couldn't have my dream. It's the fault of something else. And the reason why our brains love this is not only do we get to stay safe in our comfort zone, but also we don't have to feel bad. We don't, we don't have to feel bad that we didn't succeed because it's not our fault. But here's the thing, when somebody takes that excuse away, then all of a sudden we have to come to terms with the fact that, oh shoot, I am actually self-sabotaging, I could actually have this, and I am choosing to stay in my comfort zone. And that's a little uncomfy, that's a little bit of an uncomfortable thought. But we do this all the time without even realizing it. So I'm going to give you actually a business building example, because let's be real, as of right now, moving abroad is very in my comfort zone. But I want to give you a uh, personal example of me doing something outside my comfort zone. So I was uh, talking with my business coach about finances, and I was saying how it's really stressful that my finances go in kind of a wave, right? Like I make a decent amount of money every time I launch like the Freedom Life Accelerator and now Freedom Life Experience and I do these boot camps, like that's when my money comes in. And then in between promotions, it goes down and down and down and down and down because I still have, you know, business expenses and like a team and, you know, my own salary that I need to cover. And so by the time the next boot camp comes around, like it's getting a little stressful up in my bank account. And I was starting to, you know, make it all about like, I'm irresponsible. Like I should know better. Like, oh, what's wrong with me? Right. So I was I was talking with her about this and I, I was saying things like, well, I'm trying to promote my other evergreen courses and programs in between. You know, so for example, I, I feel like I do a decent job with the crash course, like most of you guys probably know what that is, but I've also got more premium trainings. Like I have a Freedom Life online course, which is actually the exact training that we do for Freedom Life Accelerator, but it's just packaged in an online course format so that you can actually DIY your move abroad. Like you can listen to this in your own time and work on your move abroad. And I have this and it's incredible. Like it's really, really, really good, intensive, you know, premium training. But how often do I talk about it? Not that much, right? But I, in my head, I'm talking about my stuff all the time. So I, I said to her, I said, aside from my crash course, no one's buying my other stuff. And it's actually really good stuff. And so, you know, I was saying, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, for example, if my my Freedom Life course, wouldn't it be cool if people joined that year round and then they upgraded, they, then if they wanted to upgrade to coaching, like they could upgrade minus the cost of the course, right? Like we could just take the cost of the course out of, you know, the accelerator or the experience and then they could upgrade minus the cost of that course. I mention my stuff all the time, but like nobody's buying it. And I don't understand why I can only make money with this one model that you taught me, you know, with, with you know, the boot camp and then having like a signature coaching program. That's the only way I can make money. And I don't understand because other people can make money with online courses and why can't I? And I keep trying and it's not working. You know, or I ran a workshop and I did this and it didn't didn't work. And she 
looked at me and she said, you do not mention your stuff all the time, Rochelle. I follow you on Instagram. No, you do not. And I t- said to her, I was like, I I do. I'm promoting things all the time. And she said, Mm-mm. look at my Instagram and look at these. She gave me like three other business owners' Instagrams uh, that also were, you know, coaches and service providers. And she said, look at their Instagrams and then look at yours and tell me what you see. And I was shocked. I said, holy crap. I thought I was mentioning my programs and products and services all the time. And I am not. I'm not. And I made it into an excuse. I said, well, it's, you know, I'm selling. I'm doing the work. I'm putting myself out there and, and no one's buying it. And it just doesn't work for me because I'm some special sad snowflake who's business won't won't work except for if I do this one very, very intensive boot camp thing, right? Like I, I'm trying and I'm doing it and it's just not working. No, I it, it, that's not true at all. And so when she pointed, when, when I saw it, I could not unsee it. And I realized that I wasn't putting myself out there or selling or mentioning my stuff as much as I thought that I was. And she basically removed that excuse, right? And now if I don't do it, it's my fault. If I don't mention my stuff more, now that she has pointed this out to me, I have no one to blame but myself. And that's a little bit uncomfortable, isn't it? It's like when somebody points out to you, you are you are the one getting in your own way. It's your own fault that your income is like this. It's your own fault that, you know, when you went on maternity leave and, and did, didn't run a coaching program during that time, like, you know, your money got a little stressy, right? And of course, I don't regret going on maternity leave. Like, and I'm, I'm so grateful that my business could allow me to do that. But, you know, it's, it's my fault, actually, right? So now that I know that, I either need to get out of my own way or I need to hold myself accountable for that and say, nope, the reason why I feel this way is because of something I did. And that's a tough pill to swallow sometimes because it's so much easier to be like, no, I'm doing all the things and it's not working, right? It's not my, it's not my fault. It's just not working. <laughs> but no, it is my fault. It's my fault. And it's not like in, in a mean, you know, putting myself down way. It's just now that I'm realizing like, oh, actually, there is something that I could have been doing differently. And now that I know that, it will be my fault if I don't implement on it. And so why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I show up more? Why wouldn't I um, talk about my stuff more? I think it comes from fears around being too pushy, too salesy, people not liking me, people complaining if I don't give every single thing away for free, right? Like sometimes people on the internet like to be really angry and think (laughs) that coaches don't deserve to get paid and to just give everything away for free. And I'm like, I have a podcast that is free. I have an Instagram that's free. I have free stuff, Um, but not everything could be free, especially if I have spent months and months and months creating this and years and years and years gaining this information, but over a decade, but whatever. Um, You know, I I think that's what it is. It's people pleasing and and fears around people not, not liking me. And now I've gotten over this around the boot camp and around my signature program because I only do it a few times a year. So of course, 
I'm going to promote myself then because I know like I've got this boot camp down to a T. I know that it's awesome. I have run my my Freedom Life Accelerator program so many times that I know it is amazing. And I know that I'm going to show up really, really well in Freedom Life Experience. And I know that's going to be incredible. So I feel no... I, I don't feel weird about promoting it because I only do it a couple of times a year. So it doesn't feel like too much. But to do it all the time, ooh, what if people get annoyed with me? What if people are like, all she does is talk about her stuff. Meanwhile, I'm there listening to other people's podcasts and following other people on Instagram. And it doesn't bother me at all when they talk about their stuff, as long as they're providing value, right? Like it doesn't bother me at all. But yet when I do it, all of a sudden, I'm worried that everyone's going to hate me and be annoyed. But me not talking about uh, my different products and programs and services is actually withholding something that could really help you or could really help the people listening to this. And so who am I to not do that? Who am I to get in the way of you achieving your dreams of moving abroad? Because I'm worried that somebody listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram is going to get annoyed because I mentioned that I have a thing that you could buy. That's crazy. Could you imagine if like a clothing store was like, oh, we have clothes, but like we shouldn't talk about our sales and what we have because uh, what if people get annoyed that we sell clothes? What, what? <laughs> right? Like that makes no sense. <laughs> but when it's when it's coaching and information, it, all of a sudden it just becomes, it becomes weird. Can you imagine if airlines were like, Let's just post a lot of inspirational travel content, but let's not post about actually buying uh, plane tickets from us because what if people get annoyed at the fact that we charge for flights? It's like, what? <laughs> it literally makes no sense. And it's the same thing with moving abroad, right? Who are you to get in the to get in the your way of your dream life abroad, right? Who are you to withhold yourself? from the world and all of the incredible adventures that you could be having or all of the friends or or life partners that are like waiting to meet you abroad. Who are you to get in your own way? Who are you to get in the way? And Chris is sitting next to me and he just like fist bumped the air. <laughs> anyway, he's like, yeah, um, all right. He's laughing now. Uh, anyway, but yeah, like think about your future self. Because right now, you are sabotaging your future self's dream life. Like, who are you to get in the way of the dreams of, you know, of that dream life for your future self? Because that's literally what you're doing, right? You are withholding that dream life from future you, right? Who are you to shy away from building your own business or freelancing when there are people who need you, who need what you offer, I know a lot of times people feel nervous about putting themselves out there like that, but what if people need what you have and you are then withholding it from them or not putting yourself, not putting your best, best, your best foot forward in your job applications? What if that future company, what if they need you and you are withholding yourself from them? So we need to analyze our self-sabotage, right? What is your go-to? When you want to sabotage yourself, like what, what is your go-to? Do you run away and hide? Do you distract yourself with meaningless stuff so that you don't have to actually move the needle forward, right? Do you get too busy and say, oh, I'm just, I'll just come back to it in a bit. 
You know, or do you stay in a research loop and never actually implement? I've seen that with moving abroad and I've also seen that with building businesses, right? What is your go-to? Do you, do you confide in people who have absolutely no desire to do what you would want to do? And so then they talk you out of it because they don't get it. What is your go-to self-sabotage and where is it coming from? Now, we did a really good episode on this recently. I'm just going to check which one it is. Okay, episode 42. We talked about the fears keeping you from moving abroad. And in that episode, I talk about where those fears might be coming from, right? What is the root of those fears? And so I also want you to think about what is the root of your self-sabotage? Like, why are you doing it? Where might it be coming from, like personally for you? So the main thing, though, that we want to do when we notice our self-sabotaging, when we notice ourselves getting in our own way, is to go to that part of our brain, that kind of animalistic part, that self-preservation instinct that freaks out, and we say, thank you for keeping me safe, but I'm going to do it anyway, and it's time for me to get out of my own way and finally achieve my dreams of moving abroad. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me. And uh, if you've just joined our most recent round of the Freedom Life Accelerator and Freedom Life Experience, I am very excited. The Facebook group is open today, and I'm very excited uh, to have you in our welcome party on Friday because we officially start next Monday. Um, so I am so, so, so excited to work with you to help you really achieve these dreams of moving abroad and, you know, release the self-sabotage, get out of our own way, figure out all the logistics and really make this happen in the next year or less. Um, and for everybody else listening to this, I really, really hope that this was helpful for you, that you can take away something from this to really get out of your own way and actually achieve your dreams of moving abroad. Uh, so thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Move Abroad Coach podcast. If you're loving what you're learning here, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode or follow Move Abroad Coach on Instagram to keep in touch. And finally, if you're ready to get started on this Move Abroad adventure, head on over to moveabroadcourse.com to join our Move Abroad Crash Course, which will walk you step-by-step through the entire Move Abroad process. See you next week.